Polish and Holy Spirit and God, amen. Hello, beautiful friends. I'm Natalie. And I'm Claudian. And this is Shokran Very Much, the podcast. And this week's episode is called Striking a Chord. Happy Monday, beautiful friends. It's been a while, but we are back with another POV episode. Just to remind everyone, POV episodes are a chance for us to get to know inspiring people within our Kafta community who have forged their own paths and are pursuing their passions, like our previous POV episodes, Joe Carlos and John Abdu. Episodes 7, 8, 16, and 17. <laughs> there are a lot. There are a lot, but it's good because we like to spend a lot of time with our POV guests who share with us their amazing journeys this week natalie and i are excited to be stepping away from the sports and into a world we both love music our guest today is a music supervisor who not only works on commercials for companies hard rock zara kate spade and steve madden <laughs> wow you really did do your <laughs> your ads are so good i didn't buy everything <laughs> she's like it works <laughs> But also on soundtracks of epic movies, such as, and there's many, but I'm listing one because I actually love this movie and I was shocked. Open Water 3. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I was super excited to hear this because shark movies are my favorites to watch with my dad. We watched it on premiere day in theaters. No way. I'm dead serious. I only watched Jaws. (laughs) <laughs> i've actually never watched jaws it's a traumatizing experience okay <laughs> I, I, I mean this one was also a traumatizing experience yeah yeah i mean i could barely get through it yeah myself. i mean in my intro here i wrote you know I, I love to watch shark movies at least the parts i can keep my eyes open for there you go i've never seen my dad cover his eyes in a movie before but this was the first <laughs> that's crazy wow that's that's amazing yeah that's regardless really cool. of all of these amazing accomplishments i can't wait to learn more about her journey in this amazing field and can't wait for all of you to be inspired the way we are. Our guest this week is Yuana Carlos. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here with you guys. We're so excited to have you. Thanks. This episode's been a long time coming, so we've been counting oh, yeah. down the days. Oh, oh yeah. man. No, I have to. I actually, I, I love this podcast, and I listen Aww. all the time, and you guys were on my Spotify wrapped. No way. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, this, I think this show is amazing. I think you guys do such a good job, and you're so thank, talented. Thank you. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks. I mean, we only do a good job because amazing speakers like you. So we start every episode with an icebreaker, but you didn't know this one. No. No. Okay, you work on movies, so if your life was a movie, okay, what would be the title, and what genre would the movie be, and why? Wow. Wow. Well, I know the genre would probably be rom-com. <laughs> Just because that's what I watch. That's 100% of what I watch. Yeah, same, same, same. It is film's best category in my personal opinion. <laughs> um, what it would be called? I mean... I mean, let me ask you this to help narrow down the title. Yeah. Are we talking Hallmark rom-com or like, like one of those like, I feel like we're talking like, 90s, you've got mail oh. type of vibe. You know, like a little best friend's wedding we're talking about old school 90s rom-com vibe i like you bro i i just knew that me and you were gonna like immediately <laughs> that's the vibe i i feel like it would have to be called something silly you know i don't even know yeah. rap scallion in the city i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. something silly 
Wait, Claudine, no, I want you to answer this question. I don't even know. I fully know we what would, I would name mine. Uh, we would never leave today. I have no idea what I would call it. would be a rom-com. It. Call it something like how to repulse a man, but in a good way. This is like how to lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. It's yes. one of my favorites, so I, I was inspired. Natalie, get us started. When did you know that you were going to pursue a career in the music industry? That was so dramatic. <laughs> So it wasn't until I was a junior in college till I knew. Um, I went to school to study psychology, and I was going to get my PsyD and do the whole thing. And then I minored in music history just because I've always loved music. Um, mm-hmm. But I never intended to do anything with it, just for fun. And then it was through that that I met someone who was going to become a very influential person in my life named David Leaf. Um, he was one of my professors. I took his class on uh, music rock documentaries. Um, wow. And after presenting the final, the final was like we were supposed to make a mock documentary on an artist that we loved using like mm-hmm. e- existing footage. <clears throat> so after that, he um, asked me to be on his production team and he hired me, gave me my first job in college, and then really became my mentor. So he. Um, introduced me to my first music supervisor and uh, got me my helped me get my first like internships in the music industry and ultimately he got me my first job out of college at CBS so I kind of owe everything to that guy he was the one That's that made so it happen wow yeah so you just had like an innate talent that you didn't unlock before <laughs> that I don't know about that uh, <laughs> he yeah he saw something he saw something um, and. I really trusted him. He was like a really, he is, he is a really, really good person. And yeah, I think it just takes someone believing in you to help you believe in yourself a little bit, you know? Wow. So he was that guy for me. He's still there. He's still there at UCLA teaching. (laughs) She just casually dropped. Like, Mm. I went to UCLA. I had to give David Leaf his flowers, you know? Yeah. David Leaf. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tough question here. Yeah. How did your parents react when you told them you were going to pursue a career in music? Um, yeah, they were wary at first, mm-hmm. for sure. They uh, they were nervous about it. Like, they didn't really understand it. And, like, that's fair enough. They were scared. They, they, they thought it was just going to be super competitive. And they didn't mm-hmm. know if I would find a job. Um, and, yeah, everything that they had heard about the music industry kind of yeah. scared them. And... And I was going to get my PsyD, so I had, like, a lot of grad school ahead of me. So the idea of not going to grad school, they did not like. I think that was the hardest for them to Mm -hmm. grasp. Um, So, yeah, at first, they weren't so hot on it. But after lots of, you know, talks about it, um, discussions, they eventually were on board. We agreed that I would have three years after graduation to, like, pursue it. And um, if I wasn't successful in that time, I would have to, like, reassess, go back to the drawing yeah. board. So, you know, eventually they were on board. They, they were they were quite supportive, thank God. Oh, that's nice. great. I, yeah. I like that there was, like, that you mentioned, like, there was a conversation because I feel like that's something that's lacking a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were talking to John Abdu, he said this statement that we then use in all POV episodes. He said, like, the big five, like, medicine, engineering, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And often there's this huge, like, issue when people try to stray from that and mm-hmm. so the fact that like there was importance behind having that conversation and it wasn't like they just completely agreed with you like they still came to like okay you have this allotted time so i think just like it's important for parents to listen to their children it's important for us also to look at their point of view and so 100 percent. and i feel like that time frame that like those three years 
helped motivate me mm-hmm. and like it gave me something to yeah. work towards and to strive for so they always know what they're doing yeah so they know what they're doing thank god mm-hmm. um did you ever feel like pressure to become part of like a traditional like one of those egyptian careers the big five <laughs> um even by like maybe like extended family or friends yes definitely um yeah i feel like it's really easy for us to to fall prey to that um <clears throat> i can't i don't know how much of that is like direct pressure from my parents versus me self-assigning my own stress just because like my my sister my older sister is a lawyer my older brother is a doctor so yeah i think a lot of that was my own you know pressure Mm -hmm. to like to please or um you know to make my parents proud yeah but yeah definitely definitely did feel that pressure from from my extended family as well my aunts and uncles for sure um but you know time heals (laughs) can't escape the yeah you can't but totally like i I totally understand what you're saying like so many times we're like you know like when you're in high school and stuff you're like well my parents want me to do this and my parents but when you get into it you realize it's actually me Mm -hmm. like i'm the one who's putting myself in there's so much pressure like i need to do this and i need to do that totally yeah totally like you said earlier like we hear a lot of things about the music industry that maybe raise red flags or whatever Mm -hmm. how how do you show christ in a workplace or in like a field like that yeah so i think for me like i I try to treat everybody with like kindness and and gentleness Mm -hmm. and respect like that seems so obvious but i feel like when you're in when you're when you enter the workforce and you're seeing the same people interacting with the same people day in and day out for years like kindness goes a long way and um and like people can can kind of feel when you're when you're a genuine person with them or not, um, especially like when the times get rough, just maintaining that. Um, and then you know like the the simple things like keep, keeping my cross on my neck or, or or on my wrist that that'll like spark conversation a lot or um, or even just like sharing my life with, with my coworkers mm-hmm. like when they ask me what I did over the weekend, um, just not being embarrassed to talk about my church life or not you know just not shying away from like mentioning the lord's name when it Mm -hmm. when it does come up in conversation um i feel like in this industry there are definitely a lot of people who don't share our faith and it's like a lot of the times it's you know they actually very much have a distaste towards christ and towards Mm -hmm. christians so i try not to like proselytize and it's more just like i try to show christ through actions and spirit Mm -hmm. as much as possible um and yeah it's it's amazing how how like curious people can actually be i feel Mm -hmm. like there's there's been a lot of of cases where people have like asked me about god and and why i believe in god and have asked to come to church with me and it, it always happens in like the most random ways like there's i work from home now um I since COVID hit, I've been working from home, mm-hmm. so I don't always spend. Um, I, I don't always get face to face with like everyone at my company. So there was like this one time where we were hanging out after a work event, and there were some new people there. Um, and then there were these two people talking about their experience with Christianity growing up, and they did not have a good experience with Christianity growing up. And then other people were kind of like piling in mm. and 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 really piling on Christians, and I'm kind of standing there twiddling like. my thumbs, and I'm like. <laughs> yeah actually i'm christian guys and one of my coworkers next to me like <gasps> gasps no. and then is like that's cool um and, and like it was like super intense at first and 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 then and then we just laughed it off and then later that night 
he like pulled me aside and and asked me about my faith and we had a really really great conversation about spirituality and it was very unexpected and yeah so it's it's so random how it happens sometimes but mm-hmm. i feel like god always finds his way to work yeah even, i feel like it's subtle always moments. sorry i feel like it's always like the simple things that make such a big difference 100 yeah. percent. i mean I just sometimes if i like if i'm having just a bad day and somebody smiles at me it's like whoa makes a difference it's gonna be a good day yeah it's gonna be a good day yeah um i mean you kind of already kind of touched on this but i guess have you ever like encountered any stories or instances where the power of music played a big role in someone's life yeah selfishly i think of myself (laughs) like when when you ask that question i feel like for like for myself even just just growing up in the church like as a young female you saw, you can question like what your place is mm-hmm. and and uh, and where you fit in like and where you fit into the ritual of it all, and I feel like when I was singing in our congregation, like I felt like I belonged there, and that it it I felt like my voice mattered uh, mm-hmm. there, and yeah, I feel like that can't be a singular experience. I feel like that's probably the experience of a lot of Coptic kids like yes. growing up just what worship in the church does for you like Mm -hmm. as a kid is is powerful um and then yeah i have a few friends who are like music therapists and what (laughs) what what they do is fast have you heard of that before no No, i have not it's like people that muse that sorry that use music to heal essentially so it's like they they basically use Mm. like um clinical and evidence-based music interventions to like to treat to treat people um and to and to help heal like it can be it can be different methods so so sometimes it really is like playing for sick people in the hospital (laughs) like and coming consistently (laughs) and like um and like sometimes they'll write songs with them like with their patient like it it can it can completely depend it's 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 based on and yeah and, and like they have incredible stories about how music has touched so i feel like it's it's endless those stories right of how like of the effect that music can have in people's lives i really love how our church incorporates music like i know it's hymns and everything but hymns really is has like a very large musical element Mm -hmm. and i love the way the church admits like we need music Mm -hmm. and it's such a good way to remember things and really process them and feel them too because when you're singing hymns like there's just certain hymns like get you feeling like like down not down like but like when you're singing like holy week hymns it's different than when you're singing like like the resurrection hymns or christmas hymns like and i I just love the way our church does that it just it always like speaks to me like that's always been my favorite thing about the church the hymns so i agree yeah i agree yeah there's very few things that speak the way that music does i feel like describe a typical day in the life of a music supervisor like yes how do you discover new music how do you select music yeah so for those who don't know what a music supervisor is um oh yeah we should have asked that (laughs) explain what a music supervisor is Uh, a music supervisor is somebody who syncs music to visual media so they oversee all music related aspects of film television commercial video games whatever it might be and in essence they are selecting the music clearing the rights with the people who own the music so the artists and the songwriters and then they license all of that uh make sure it's all kosher and legal um so those those are responsibilities um in terms of what a typical day looks like so you serve as the liaison between your client right who is like the filmmaker or like a brand whatever it might be and then and the rights holders right the music rights holders the labels and the publishers um so you would be sending emails um 
to any one of those parties answering calls you know meetings that kind of thing um sometimes it's a music search day so sometimes i'm just searching for the right list of songs to send to a client that day and uh, making playlists and stuff like that in terms of how i would find music um few different ways like i'm an avid spotify user so all my music is there and uh yeah all of those playlists all those like curated playlists all those song radios i spend a lot of time there and then um it sounds kind of cringe but like i always say at work that like tiktok is the new radio because it very mm-hmm. much is yeah. like yeah. it's just it's very ingrained now in the music industry whether the music industry likes it or not but <laughs> there's a lot of emerging artists on that platform mm-hmm. and, and producers and uh songwriters like really talented people who are getting signed left and right from from labels and publishers around the world so a lot of a lot of like untapped talent there um and it's good for me to just be paying attention to what's happening on tiktok um and friends you know when, when your friends send you songs like they know you best that's when i always find my favorite songs <laughs> yeah. when my friends send me songs so yeah that's really cool i mean you kind of touched on this just a little bit but can you give us like a glimpse like a little bit a deeper dive into like the behind the scenes process of selecting music for a film or a tv show like open water yeah <laughs> open yeah. water definitely so it's very different from like an ad so i work for a brand agency so a lot of the work i do is commercial work so mm-hmm. uh commercial campaigns and uh, tv broadcast spots digital spots things like mm-hmm. that a lot of the times with that, with those things, a client will come and they'll say that they want to use a song by Beyonce or Adele or Taylor Swift or some other artist that they can't afford. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for context, like a one song for a commercial for like a, a national TV commercial campaign from one of those artists can can cost into the seven figures. So it can Ooh. it can be astronomically wow. expensive, um, and some people aren't prepared for that sticker shock. So that's where it gets fun. That's when I can dig in and send them alternate song suggestions that fit the vibe fit the creative but also fit the budget yeah so uh so yeah that's 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 for brands and then for can i interrupt for one yeah, second and ask a follow-up question on that yeah. so where is the difference when you're selecting music for maybe a brand like kate spade where it's more like fashion or mm-hmm. like hard rock you know where it's yeah so it is very dependent on the client um mm-hmm. a lot of the times they have their own you know goals that they're trying to accomplish like mm-hmm. when hard rock first came to me five years ago they were looking to like rebrand they wanted a new sound they didn't want to be associated with that same old kind of classic rock sound yeah. they wanted a fresher sound like a more indie pop like um, i remember at the time they said like a sophie tucker type of sound um but they couldn't even afford sophie tucker at the time their, their budgets were really <laughs> yeah. limited i know it's surprising because it's hard rock but yeah um but yeah, so that was a fun one. Like we got to dig in and we we use an emerging artist named uh, Club Yoko. Same kind of sound as Sophie Tucker, same kind of indie pop sound. And they've been able to use them actually every every year since. They've renewed them every year since and we've expanded their repertoire and stuff. But it really just depends on the client. So Hard Rock specifically had that in mind. Kate Spade had their own vision. Like they, um, they that year wanted to focus on like big broadway musical sound it really just depends on the client and their needs uh in the moment it can it can vary yeah so i interrupted back to the movies when it comes to like filmmakers yeah Mm -hmm. for um for creative media that also very much depends on the filmmaker so the music supervisor wants 
to meet the needs of the director and the producers. So mm-hmm. they will tell the music supervisor like what their vision is and how they expect the music to enhance that vision. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that means they already know what songs they want to use. And that's totally fine by me. If they know what songs they want to use, it's my job to try to get them those songs. But sometimes they don't. Sometimes they really just like rely on you and your own guidance, your own expertise. And yeah, and that's when, yeah, you would dig in and kind of curate the soundtrack together hand in hand. Very cool. (laughs) As a Christian working in the secular music industry, like what challenges have you faced and how have you navigated those challenges while staying true to your faith, but also continuing to grow in your career? Yeah. It's no secret that some funny stuff happens in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. It's no secret that there, there, there is a lot of sex, drugs, and money in mm-hmm. this industry. It is the truth. And it can be tempting to get swept away in, in the lifestyle of that. And um, there, again, I do work from home now. I, I lived in L.A. for 10 years working. And when, when, uh, when COVID hit, I was able to move to Orange County and be closer to uh, closer to family, and thank God I've been able to to still work from home. But this job does still require lots of networking, and you have mm-hmm. to uh, go to events and concerts and shows and happy hours and uh, festivals, and and there's some travel involved. So you are put into situations that can be dicey, and you know when you're surrounded by people who want to party and party hard. Yeah. It can be it can be tempting being mm-hmm. in those environments. So I uh, just try to avoid you know those sites and situations as much as possible. Uh, yeah, like sometimes avoiding isn't possible, and in those moments, you just try to take God with you into those spaces and pray for um, protection and guidance and self control and patience and all those things. You know, so yeah. and then. Yeah, so I would say that's that can be challenging. And then just in general, like what we said earlier, music is so powerful, right? And mm-hmm. it literally can seep into your mind, body, and soul. It has the power to change how you perceive like the world around you, like obviously your friends, your family, your, your own self-perception. So it's obviously so massive, and not everyone is going to yield music for good, right? Yeah. There are artists, and really popular artists, that sing about topics that are like mm-hmm. very much not aligned with our values. And um, I always have to be have my guards up uh, uh, mm-hmm. against that as well. Like in my in my position, it's um, it's always going to be I'm always going to have to listen to new music and I'm always going to have to keep up to date and listen to what's coming out. So I do find myself all the time listening to stuff I shouldn't be listening to. Yeah. And that's when I try to keep it pushing, you know, in one ear and out the other. Um but yeah, yeah, I, I would be totally lying if I said I don't struggle with that all the time. And mm-hmm. I have to go through my own playlists and, and purge them of yeah. that type of music all the time. So yeah, I would say that's another challenge, another an ongoing, an ongoing journey, I would say. The music industry is one of the most un- unifying industries in the world. There's almost nothing in the world that bonds the way music does. Um, what do you think that the Coptic community can benefit from learning from the music? from the music industry dude there are so many (laughs) coptic people who are so talented in music there's a lot of really good singers and musicians and i just want more of that like i want Mm -hmm. 
more conflict people boldly using their voice and like there are some people who put stuff out on soundcloud and i think it's so cool and they're so awesome and i just want more of that i feel like i want more people to record music and write music and put it out there and i really just feel like there's space for them for coptic people to make their stamp in music like and on the music industry like elvis elvis himself recorded three worship albums and he was you know the most popular artist in the world like i feel like there is room for a christian music revival we need more christian music (laughs) um yeah i feel like there's there's room for that and we Mm -hmm. need it and yeah i agree it's the most powerful thing like that's what we need more of it we need more jesus music out there yeah and i think it's that's kind of the huge point behind these pov episodes just to show people like there is a way to do these things that we're all just a lot of times they're like oh this is just my hobby and like you could make this into a thing totally totally. plus we're like you were just talking about how certain music like where it just doesn't meet our values like we can't listen to it whatever sometimes we're waiting for a change to happen Mm -hmm. and i love that you're saying like there's room for people to leave their print on it and for copy people to go in and just make their mark i think people love to watch soccer or like basketball or whatever (laughs) like i don't know because we live in the u.s so it's everything but they'll be watching professional sports like how come there are no copy people like why don't none of you get up and like like try out i'm saying you tell them if you get anything i hope it's just get up and do it yourself and i love that you i mean yes you guys are literally the perfect example of that like the perfect as are you oh yeah i i don't i didn't know that music supervising was a thing first of all and (laughs) when i heard about it i was like this is something very cool that's what i thought when i heard of it (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know about it either i didn't i didn't yeah it's yeah yeah and that's the whole point of introducing you to everyone is like the idea of people i feel like it's easier when you see someone yeah. do it to f- maybe not even follow in their footsteps maybe you take something and make it your own uh-huh. but just when you see people do things that aren't normal yeah it begins to feel like oh it's possible this isn't just i agree I some agree. hypothetical dream in my mind totally yeah. yeah and i feel like if you lead with your heart right like you just follow follow your passions like if i didn't take the music history minor for fun yeah. then none of it would have happened without any intentions yes. behind it just just pursue your passions and have fun with it and then maybe mm-hmm. maybe it can lead to something more what was the coolest thing or the most memorable experience for you on the yeah. music side of things yeah um thank god this year this past year has been a lot of fun um this this summer i was able to travel to new york to attend the premiere of um a TV special that I music supervised. So I got to attend the Tribeca Music, uh, sorry, the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, it was my first time attending yeah. that. And You're uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> These are things I read about. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was really special. Um, yeah, I got to like watch it in theaters with the directors and, and like the cast and everybody and um, see my name roll by in the credits, which is so surreal and, and so grateful for it. Um, and then, yeah, like a, f- a few weeks after that, I got to go to Lollapalooza this year for the first time. This is my first time visiting Chicago. I got to go with my um, my music team, and that was awesome. We um, we had we were super lucky. We got backstage passes, so it was super fun to just be hanging out and see some of my faves. And I fell in love with that city. Like I fell in love with Chicago, and I can't wait to go back. So it's been a fun <laughs> year. Thank God. We have a lot of fun, you know. I had so much fun talking to you both, really. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. You know, of course. once we found out what you did, we were like, we have to have her on. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> we're both music obsessed. I'm glad. Shook very much. Shook very much. <laughs>
And shukran very much to everyone who tuned in and listened. Please follow us on all our social media accounts. There you can receive updates and send in topic and speaker suggestions, which will be in the show notes. Shukran very much for listening, and we'll see you next week.